Hi, I'm Beth Guckenberger, and welcome to the Punch First Podcast. We just had something very exciting happen in our family this last week. Uh, tell all of our listeners what happened with our daughter. Oh, so we um, we were on vacation, and um, our daughter's boyfriend did a surprise visit, which we knew about, but and she got engaged, which is super fun and uh, so, so encouraging. Yeah, and there was something about, I mean, certainly it's exciting to think about Oh, just the stage in life she's in. It's exciting to think about. We really like who she's choosing to spend her life with. Like there's a lot of things to be happy about, to be joyful about. But I also think the Holy Spirit was, he was doing something in you and I when all that was going down. We were, we were definitely thinking about her and her future, but we were also thinking about bigger story arcs about how good God is. You know, she's one of our adopted daughters so she shouldn't even like technically be in our family. And yet our emotion for her, our affection for her is is the same as if she had come from our bodies. And I think when the spirit decided that whole concept of adoption, you know, the Bible talks about how he grafts us into his tree and how like that whole idea, there's something, there's like a spiritual stamp on that. And yeah, it took you, I mean, you retold the story of our engagement five times, you know, right after it happened and almost never without a little bit of emotion in your voice. Oh, yeah. Well, it's what what I, I, I get even kind of choked up thinking about, but like the reality is I, I just, I want her to feel overwhelmed with God's love and I want, I don't want her to miss it. Not that she would, she won't miss it, but I don't want her to, I don't want her to ever not have it. And I think it was like, it was just this beautiful expression of how God treats us. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's how God feels about us. He's like, I love you so much. I don't want you to miss it. I don't I I want you to have everything that I designed for you. I want and th- during that vacation, we went uh one day on an excursion with all of our kids. We rented e-bikes and rode along a really long path, like 15 miles. And man, e-bikes are amazing if you own one of those things. You are like I could pedal when I wanted to, and if I didn't want to, because the people that I was riding along were my very athletic, you know, 27-year-old sons, I could push this little button, and the bike, like, powered itself to keep up with them. In fact, I could pass them if I wanted to on my e-bike, and if you were just looking at me from the outside, you couldn't tell when I was pedaling and when I was powering, but, like, when I needed a little bit of power, I could just push this button, it would come, and I was, I was keeping up with it all of them and doing it and i was thinking to myself this this button this like throttle button this is this is like the holy spirit like god wants to partner with us there are times when i pedal i pedal using the gifts he gave me and the experiences i have and the muscles i have developed spiritually and there are times when i can't do it i don't have an, i don't have enough to get up that hill i don't have enough to be patient or self-controlled to like i, I don't have enough and i need to hit the throttle button that throttle button is the power of the holy spirit yeah this is uh Beth and I walk a lot, and when when we walk, um, she's always saying, "You have to realize my legs are shorter than yours. I cannot walk <laughs> as fast as you can. So maybe we should make e legs." <laughs> well, I was thinking when we walked in the moving sidewalk at the airport, I walked on the moving sidewalk. You walked next to me on the plain old everyday street, and it was like the only time we were evenly matched. I'm like, this is perfect. I wish there was a moving sidewalk for me everywhere we walked. 
I just think it's funny because there's some inconsistency in sometimes how fast or slow you walk into. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Holy Spirit will convict both our hearts. But um, one of my favorite things about the Holy Spirit is I, I think I coined the phrase from a, a Forgotten God, a book by Francis Chan. But he talks about the Holy Spirit in that book. And I, I left with the impression of Holy Spirit confidence mm-hmm. that leaning into what God is speaking to us on or asking God for discernment and wisdom or or having the courage to do something because, okay, God, okay, God I'm stepping into this with Holy Spirit confidence because yeah. I know, truthfully, you will work through me. Yeah. And and I think that's, it's changed my life. I mean, I'm, I, I'll say this, I don't typically enjoy public speaking, mm-hmm. but when I do, I'm asking God for Holy Spirit confidence and, mm-hmm. and, and I'll do it. I'll do it obediently because I know that he will use and speak through me. He'll hit the throttle button and he'll give you everything you need. Yeah. My coined phrase is I say, Beth is sincere and dynamic. I'm just sincere. Oh, no, that's not true at all. But the opposite of Holy Spirit confidence is what the rest of this chapter talks about. And it's reliance on self. It's being self-absorbed. It's seeing all things through only your own lens. It's trusting only in your own intuition. It, it's thinking just about how everything and everyone and all circumstances impact you to the exclusion of considering the needs of other people. And and in the 1980s, there was an author named Robert Beulah, and he wrote a book called Habits of the Heart. And in his research for that book, he was interviewing people about their religious patterns and belief systems. And one of the people that they interviewed, a woman named Sheila Larson, said in her comments, I I am a very faithful person. I'm a really religious person. I have my own God. That that religion is called Sheilaism because that that's her name, Sheila. And she said, I I listen to that voice every day. And her her comments got crystallized and now coined that phrase Sheilaism. Whenever somebody's talking about someone who follows their own path, who listens to their own voice, who believes in their own ideas of truth, that's called Sheilaism. But I mean, you and I both know it's it's pretty easy for me to have a Bethism, you know, for me to think, I know God says this, but I might know better in this circumstance. And in this day, in this culture, at this time, with this these factors, I think actually God, my way is a little bit better than yours. I'm not going to do it your way. I'm not going to go last. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to set an example, or I'm not going to forgive them. I'm going to set a boundary and protect myself, or w- whatever the truth is, I can swallow half-truths and half-lies create my own little belief system, my own little faith, and I can follow it faithfully. And I just, I think self-absorption, gosh, it's just such a fast track to pain because I don't know the right road to, to go on. And when I listen only to my own voice and I am only my own guide, it ends up leading me into hurt. It It's only when, and, and that's not to say there isn't hard things that happen on God's path, but there's things like peace and abundance and blessing and grace and all the good gifts are found on God's path. I don't want to follow my own path. Yeah. Well, and I, I when you think about it, uh, God, God, when God calls us into something, there might be it might be hard. Um, and He calls us sometimes to even suffer with Him, but mm-hmm. I, but He gives us what we need, and and I think we're in the other side of it. We're stronger and we're better, and 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 I think that's that's leaning into what God wants us to do. Yeah. So uh, honestly, in your conversations today with your friends and with the people that you're serving, I think ask each other about this idea of Sheilaism. Ask each other about like what 
where is it that I've kind of created my own belief system that I don't, it's like a little bit of something. Maybe my mom told me something I learned on, you know, social media, something I blended together with a college class I had or with an influential friend and I've concocted that all together. And now I have a rule or a law that I follow that I don't think is found in, in God's word because the enemy likes to sit in those kinds of places and he likes to feed that line of thinking. And we might may find it being reinforced in a way spiritually that has, it's no good for us. I think also having those conversations about Holy Spirit power and just how well do you know the Holy Spirit? Like how, how, how familiar are you with him? How often do you reach for that throttle button or do you just try to pedal on your own strength up the hill as best as you can and not get yourself to everywhere you need to go? And I, 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 uh, gosh, I hope you have good conversations. The whole reason that we are having this conversation and that I wrote this book is so that good conversations of substance would happen between people who could encourage one another and hold each other accountable. So well, whomever you are sharing this content with, uh, I pray that you all have strong conversations and that together you learn how to throw the first punch.